0: When it comes to the big game, every second counts, especially if you're missing a moment of the action to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores, compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and then get them delivered in under 60 minutes or scheduled up to two weeks in advance. Talk about a home run or inside the park Grand Slam with a whole lot less work on your part. Drizzly also makes it easy to send the gift of alcohol right to your friends and family for any occasion. Even if that occasion is rubbing it in their face after you beat them in your face. Or maybe you joined too many leagues or were late to date night because you were putting in fat, fab claims. Apologize with a, a nice beverage. Maybe you just want to save some time when you're hosting a party and don't want to make that run to the liquor store. Or even better... Be the hero that every party needs when supplies are getting low and order more drinks. They're open until 2 a.m. So if you're looking to spend more time watching the game, download Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Everybody, welcome back! It's the Razzball Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the last one of the, I guess the the 2022 kind of season. Although we're gonna look forward, we're gonna look forward to 2023, and of course, the man that you want to hear from, the man, the myth, the legend, the fantasy master, Lothario himself, the good-looking guy across the screen from me. If you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, Gray Albright, I have to give you one one last nice intro here. How you doing, Gray? Oh, so uh, 2023 is gonna be all bad intros. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna just lay into you in 2023.
1: <laughs> this is absolutely new one. He told you to have hey, Montes
0: uh, in the third uh, round. Hey, we're here, uh,
1: welcome, <laughs> welcome back to the Rasble Podcast. We're here with the biggest jerk in the world, Gray Albright. What a big doofus! How you doing, you giant doofus? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is uh. This will probably be our last podcast, I would say until the winter meetings, maybe unless like you know unless maybe Aaron Judge signs with the Marlins in November, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll come back before the winter meetings, but yeah i don't I don't know we'll play it by ear we might do uh I could see us doing at least one more podcast in uh twenty twenty two um it'll be it's all for twenty twenty three at this point though, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're, yeah. uh, if you're looking for, if you're a time traveler, man, you gotta you gotta readjust your uh, your, your time meter you landed you're in le- the wrong le- spot, le- oh, man. If you're looking for 2022, go back like maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, so yeah, so uh, this will be our 2023 top 25 draft. Let's do it! Woo!
0: Yeah, great. Let's, let's just jump into it. And I'll say just off the top, we're going to do it for obviously five by five roto and we're going to do it for a daily lineup league just in our, you know, as we're going through. I think that affects exactly one person that, that in the draft exactly. And I expect that said person to go very early, Gray. So with the first pick, Gray, who are you going with?
1: Um, you know, OK, so here I gotta do a bunch of caveats first before I get into it. This is where, this is where already the people listening to this podcast are fast forwarding. They're like, uh, when is he gonna stop talking? When, when do we get the player name? When do we get the name? Let's go. just just give me the name. Uh, yeah, no, so I've done very little uh, draft prep at this point. I mean, the season literally just ended. So I don't want people to be like, uh, you know, come to me in January and be like, hey, man, what's going on? Um, you know, a uh, handsome face and all. But uh, I got a question for you. It, and back in uh, October, you drafted blah, 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 number one. And now you're saying this guy's number one. So, you know, don't do that. <laughs> don't be that person to me. Because I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what my top 25 is going to look like. And also... In this draft, we're going to be alternating between me and B. Don, and, you know, when I actually do my rankings, it's just going to be me drafting, basically <laughs> me ranking. So, you know, B. Don's going to throw in a little bit of a, uh, you know, an unforeseen, um, you know, possibilities here where <laughs> I maybe would take a guy, and he's going to take him at two, and I maybe would have put him at four, and that throws everything off. So anyway, you know, with all the, with all that said... <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go super basic. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna go with a guy who I feel like is was probably should have been number one last year. <laughs> so actually, if someone's listening to this for 2022, you, this is good advice for you. <laughs> Trey <laughs> Turner. I don't know exactly where I'm gonna put Trey Turner yet for 2023, but he's just such an easy one that I don't have to think about it that much. You know, like it's like he's he's been rock solid for so many years. That I feel like he's just like he gives you some power, some speed, good average. He's gonna get you good runs. He's gonna get you some RBIs, good RBIs for a leadoff guy at least, you know, good RBIs for a guy who's gonna steal 25 bags. So it's like it's a no, it's kind of like the most no brainerish uh, pick you can do because like you know last uh, March I got the number one pick once. And I ended up with Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> and that felt like a no-brainer at the time. So the fact that I'm taking Trey Turner right now and I'm saying no-brainer, I am absolutely jinxing him. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to come back and have the worst <laughs> season of his career. But honestly, all jokes aside, I think Trey Turner's a, an easy number one. Uh, it's like it's a no-brainer kind of. So yeah, that's who I'm taking. Uh, who are you going with, Beaton, for number two?
0: Yeah, so I agree with I agree with Turner at the top. Uh, I you know I, I had him at the top this year, so I I feel like he just belongs there. Uh, he was still fifth in in sprint speed, so as long as his speeds up, I feel like he's he's easy pick there. I'm gonna go with uh, Shohei Otani at number two. Uh, the one guy that I, I made the daily caveat for because that way you can use him as a hitter and a pitcher. It does suck a little bit to clog up your DH this early. So I understand, you know, potentially waiting, but you get a a top bat plus a top arm right off the bat. So there's the first there's... the first
1: reach of the draft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure other people are in different directions, but it, it's Otani. He went 34 and 11. He had 273 this year and then he also had a 233 or a 101 whip and 219 strikeouts Uh, so yes uh he's easy pick number two for me in a daily format
1: yeah i mean i I can't really disagree too much with that i get it i i also feel like the uh the utility spot clogging that up so early i don't know I, i mean i don't know if I, honestly, I don't know where I'm going to be putting Otani. I don't think I'm going to be putting him too, though. Clogging up the uh, utility spot just feels—it feels, feels wrong—that early. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's—it's it, it's not like you can really argue too much with that pick. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the guy who actually this. I am basically just drafting for
0: 2022 20, at this
1: again. point. yeah, just doing it <laughs> over again. Ah, yeah! I'm just doing it. I'm doing a do-over, basically. Um <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take Aaron Judge. You know what? Because like after he signs, this could potentially change, I guess, a little bit if something wacky happens. I assume he's gonna go back to the Yankees. But anyway, I think with Aaron Judge, like the fact that he hit 62 homers and stole, what, 16 bags? I don't think he's gonna do it necessarily again. But even if he hits 40 homers and steals 15 bags and hits 280. I mean, it's not so It's not bad. I mean, that's not, It's not like it's like, oh, God, don't give me 40 homers and 15 steals, man. <laughs> Jeez, that stinks. I mean, it's like that's better. Like this year, you know, going back to 2022 again, this year with Vlad uh, Grail Jr., he was going in the top five. And he was never going to steal 15 bags. And people were assuming he was going to do a 40-homer year, maybe a little bit higher on the average than 280. But, you know, Aaron Judge hit 311 this year, so who knows? I mean, maybe Aaron Judge could hit 300 again. I'm basically I'm drafting him at this at three overall, saying if I get 40, it, maybe 15 is too high. If I say if I get 40, 10, 280, with all with 110 plus RBIs and 95 to 105 runs, I mean, it's hard to really, like, <laughs> it's hard to not take that as a, you know, in the top five picks. So, and I feel like he's pretty safe at this point. You know, again, assuming he doesn't go anyplace weird, like, I wouldn't necessarily love him. If he goes to like Seattle, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see Seattle uh, forking over that kind of money for him, so I don't think it's gonna happen. But Safeco is a terrible park. Like, there's a few terrible parks. I don't know. Like the Rangers last year spent 500 million. Maybe they want to spend 500 million more. <laughs> <laughs> that Arlington wouldn't be a great place for him. But again. This feels like all just like silly conjecture that like, you know, you have the uh, the Buster only's and the and the uh, Ken Rosenthal's of the world to uh, do this conjecture. Because Aaron Judge, honestly, I think he's just going back to the Yankees. I, I'd be shocked if he goes anywhere else. Um, maybe the Mets because Steve Cohen is like, hey, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to spend another billion dollars because <laughs> we just got ounced by Joe Musgrove's ear. But, yeah, no, honestly, I think Aaron Judge is a a safe pick, so I'm going with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see a number of places that he could go just because they have the money. It's a big enough market. So, like, obviously Boston's a big enough market. They're going to have money to spend. Uh, The Giants, the Cubs could. I don't expect the Cubs to, just as a Cubs fan. Um, Mariners, you know, they're making the playoffs. They're making it past the wild card. So maybe they want to go spend a little bit of money for next year. Um and maybe the Nationals as a replacement for Soto. Just just something that to, to have to root for, but the Nationals seem in full rebuild mode right now, so I just don't expect that one either. But yeah, I mean I also expect him back in New York. I wouldn't have taken him at three, but I don't have any issue with it. I think even ten stolen bases is maybe high. But then again with the adjustment to the the pitch clock and all that, that you know, maybe maybe ten's right. Um uh, but this is the first year he's ever had more than uh more than 10 stolen bases, although he obviously had some some partial seasons in there uh, that maybe he would have gotten there. Maybe he wouldn't have. I'm going with, uh, you know, again, I, I think this goes back to what you were saying. I'm just ignoring 2022, 2022, and I'm going with Ronald Acuna Jr. at number four. I mean, if he's healthy, I, I don't see why he couldn't even go first on this list. He did it differently this year, but he still get provided plenty of value. Uh, I expect kind of the power to come back as he gets away from the injury another season. The speed didn't go anywhere. In fact, he put up 29 stolen bases. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm taking Acuna and just betting on the talent to kind of kind of bounce back and recover.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see he was uh, he was a guy who I was looking at for one of my uh, first two picks. Um... Yeah, I I have no problem with that too. I I think he's probably I mean, I didn't love that uh, the power was down this year, but I got to I will have to dig into it a little bit to see exactly what the issue was and everything, but yeah, I I don't mind it. I'm actually going to go uh I'm going to go with like Ronald Acuña Junior, Junior. <laughs> and honestly, actually, you didn't know Ron, the Ronald Cunha Junior, the Jr. and Junior. It's not for Junior. It's for Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> huh? I uh, yeah. I feel like he's also uh, a guy who is like this is this is something that'll um, it'll be interesting in drafts uh, next year because I do think there's a lot of guys so far that we've mentioned. Who all could potentially go number one? I mean, this is definitely a strong first tier of guys. Um, Julio Rodriguez, I mean, is he like if you're looking at the draft and you're saying, okay, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. could go one, Julio Rodriguez could go one, then right? I yeah. mean, he could. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a strong. It's gonna be a strong uh, top. Like, you know, uh, five or six, I think, overall for um, next year. But, yeah, Julio Rodriguez, 30 homer power, 20-plus steals, 280-ish average, good runs in RBIs. Uh, yeah, I've, honestly, I kind of want Julio Rodriguez in every league next year.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say no to Julio Rodriguez across the board. Uh, if you could just guarantee me that now, I'd be pretty happy I'm going to go with somebody who kind of already did what I expect or what, what Julio Rodriguez kind of, you know, is expected to do next year. And that is Kyle Tucker who went 30, 25, 257 this year, 170 RBIs, 71 runs. I mean, he did everything I expected him to, and then maybe even a little bit more on top. So I have no problem taking, you know, Kyle Tucker going to be hitting age 26 right in the sweet spot of you know productivity uh, i think he's he's due for another great season
1: yeah no completely he was uh he was honestly you just that was the first snipe of the draft he was the next guy i was gonna take i thought i thought you were gonna go with uh, uh jose ramirez so i was like i was banking on taking kyle tucker <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was uh yeah this is the first time i feel like i've been uh i've been sniped <laughs> damn Uh, okay. So I guess I'll take Jose Ramirez then. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, uh, when we get to, uh, my rankings, there's a good chance Jose Ramirez is going to be a little bit lower than this. I, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where he's going to fall, but I, I am, I am concerned about the second half. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. (laughs) This is, uh, this is more me just not being, uh, 100% uh, prepared (laughs) to take this draft pick. This is like you're on the clock. You know in a draft when you're on the clock and you're like, oh, I'll just take Jose Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's been been totally fine. Like the first half of this year, he was totally fine. And this second half, he fell off a little bit. So that's a little bit of a concern. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be drafting him next year. But for this exercise... I'll take him at, uh, what am I at, seven? Yeah, I'll take him at seven overall.
0: Yeah, that's the seventh pick. It's I not mean... bad.
1: Honestly, he had a great year, and he was going, I think he was like at one or two overall last year. So, I mean, it's not, I mean, I guess if you're at seven overall and you're taking Jose Ramirez, there's worse things to do than get your arm twisted and take a perennial MVP candidate,
0: <laughs> Right? right there's uh there's definitely worse things that you can do in a panic moment than take <laughs> Jose Ramirez uh as the seventh person off the board i mean he was he was great this year. I'm with you in some some of the concern you mentioned the second half struggles that's obviously uh, you know slightly concerning and then just kind of the the numbers across the board are a little bit down from what they have been, but he's also a player that's been you know a little bit up and down in his career you know he goes from like 40 home runs to 23 home runs to 17 to 36 to 29 so like he himself is just a little bit uh mercurial in the way that he's he's providing his value um but he he always provides value so i have have no issue with the pick i have one i had one other person above jose ramirez who i'm going to take right now and that's bobby witt jr
1: Oh, that's good. I like that. I like uh, I like the the uh, the Bobby Witt Jr. pick. I was uh, I was looking at him. I was hoping he would fall a little bit later. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm between two guys. Uh, two guys I absolutely love. Uh, two guys actually I love more than Jose Ramirez, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. This is just a – you know what? This is honestly – this is actually – this is a good reminder to people out there. Don't let ADP dictate how you draft because, like, (laughs) ADP is dictated by guys in October who don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're just out there picking guys, and and then those – and then those picks get like cemented and people start thinking like, "Oh my god, did you see Jose Ramirez went 7? Oh my god, this is crazy." Like, don't don't They don't know what they're doing. No one no one knows. <laughs> no one knows anything. Like like William Goldman once said about Hollywood, "No one knows a thing." <laughs> Just like, you know, go with guys you want. <laughs> versus what I do and go with guys I don't want. <laughs> anyway, I'm between two guys. I'm going to go with the guy who I had at number one this year, who ended up being okay in the end. He was like, I think he ended up at 17th overall on the player Raider, and he had a really good second half, like the opposite of Jose Ramirez, and that's uh, Bo Bichette. I think uh, I Bo Bichette is, you know, he's at a point where he's only getting better. He's probably an uh, easy 20, you know, 22 to 25, 27 maybe homers. He can hit – he can steal anywhere from, like – I honestly – I wouldn't be surprised if Bo steals bounce back next year because he, he had a pretty bad year this year for steals. But I could see him bouncing back a bit on steals because uh, he did in – like last year he had 25 steals and only one caught stealing. And then this year he had 13 steals. And eight caught stealing, so I don't know. I mean, like you said, with the pickoff, uh, the pickoffs limited. Uh, pickoffs limited. It sounds like a, a bad mall store. <laughs> hey, did you go to Pickoffs Limited? Um, yeah, they have good pants. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I think Bob Bichette is like he's in a great lineup in the top three spot in a great lineup. Uh, twenty two to twenty five homers, anywhere from twelve to. 20 steals, uh, 280 to 305, 310 average. I mean, he's really solid for counting stats. So, yeah, I'm going Bo Yeah,
0: I don't mind that at all. That's who I had actually penciled in next. So this is the second snipe of the draft here in <laughs> Bo Uh, And that takes me to an area of the draft where, like, I don't really know who I want in this area because it's all – kind of similar um and then one guy who i'm not sure i really want to draft uh so i mean i think i'm I gonna go with just the guy that should be here i feel like I, I i feel like he deserves to be here despite the disappointing season uh so i'm gonna ignore 22 in this case and go with juan soto mm. juan soto fell to me at nine this year i or 10 i would have been ecstatic and I just, I feel like this is just you a lost year. You would have been ecstatic, and, and I would have been so be... wrong. And I'm gonna do it again, Greg. Get me back in line. Where's the tickets at?
1: You would have, you would have been like, "Hey, get out the noisemakers!" <laughs> just give my, me the, give me the money right now. Give me the trophy. Give me the money. In. That noisemaker suddenly would have started playing a sad trombone. You <laughs> been we like, wah, "Wow, wah. what happened with my noisemaker?" It used to be so much fun. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a uh, that's a good. I mean, I I can't argue with Juan Soto there. I honestly, I think I'm gonna be out on Juan Soto though. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really gotta look at his. He's numbers. too good, Gray.
0: He's just <gasps> too good. He's too young to too like hard. just flop out. Like, he's got to come back. I yeah. I will okay, put my so money we... on it and lose it again if I have to, but. Like, I feel very good about Juan Soto being good again.
1: Okay, that's yeah, that's fair. You know, it's hard. To, it, like, betting against Juan Soto is kind of is silly. It's like betting <laughs> against the house. I mean, it's really. It, it, honestly, I agree to the most part. But here's a guy who I'm going to take at uh, my pick, which is, what am I, up to 10? Uh, 10. Yes, you're 11. 11.
0: Wow. Sorry, you're 11. Wow.
1: This is. <laughs> see see how great this draft is when no one takes a picture? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening to this is like, uh, are they gonna draft a pitch? <laughs> no, we're not not no. Uh, not anytime soon. We might, we might draft a pitch. Uh, just stay stay tuned for after, after the break. Okay, so you're you're Alvarez. is gonna be my pick. So here's what I'm thinking with Jordan Alvarez. He's got outfield eligibility, so that that's not an issue. So he hit 37 homers this year in only 135 games, and he hit 306. He's and nearly a hundred runs and a nearly a hundred RBIs. I feel like he's getting slept on and he's a I mean, I, I'm a small guy, he's a big guy. I could probably sleep on him to be honest. <laughs> but I think he's getting slept on for how good he is. Like I get it with Juan Soto. And this is like if you look at Juan Soto's numbers, like Juan Soto couldn't do what Jordan Alvarez just did ever. <laughs> I mean he couldn't honestly and Juan Soto's great. Like don't get me wrong, Juan Soto's really good, but he doesn't have the power that Jordan Alvarez has. And Yordan Alvarez also I don't think people realize how good he is. Like he's a great hitter on average, too. He's not gonna give you any steals, granted. But it's like you're between at this point, not to uh not to uh do a spoiler alert But you're between, like, Jordan Alvarez, Freddie Freeman, or Pete Alonso, basically, at this point. You're looking for a big bat, no steals, and you're looking at decent average. I think Jordan Alvarez, I think he beats Freeman and Alonso at this point. So, and he's only, I mean, Jordan Alvarez is also only 25 years old. Like, we haven't even seen the best of Jordan Alvarez. If Jordan Alvarez... Doesn't hit 50 homers at least one year in his career, I'd be really surprised. So, yeah, I'm going your Don.
0: Yeah, I have no problem with that. I, I, I literally had this exact same discussion that you just had out loud in my mind when I was putting my rankings together. It's like, do I want, you know, the epic Juan Soto, like, eventually he's going to go, like, 330, 45 home run type season? Or do I want to take the chance that Jordan plays? I mean, he's played 150 games plus the last uh, – sorry, that's – no, no, he hasn't. That's a lie. I was looking at the wrong person. Um, <laughs> but he, he has – I mean, 144, 135 the last two seasons. It's not like he's missing, you know, 50, 60 games and, and he's still putting up the numbers. So, yeah, I, I'm i with you on the Jordan pick. I think he's one of the best hitters in the game as long as he's out there on the field. So, yeah. Um, which was the which was the tagline, apparently of of the Yankees every time they they <laughs> talked about judge trying to get his number down a little bit. Um, uh, and I, I I guess I'm gonna disagree with you because I'm gonna go in a direction that's not Pete Alonzo or Freddie Freeman here because i I was struggling with this guy and at ten. I don't really feel like I'm gonna have him here come twenty three drafts, but I feel like he. He's deserved his spot here in the top 12, and that's Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Betts. <laughs> yep.
1: uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was about to say. It's like Mookie Betts and Jose Ramirez, to me, are going to be like, uh, I feel like I'm going to be out on them. <laughs> I I totally hear what you're saying though. Like Mookie Betts is probably like this is a situation where if there was more people in the draft room, like B Don and I would be like we, we'd sigh we'd sigh in relief when Mookie, when someone took Mookie Betts at like six overall, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like Thank he's gonna you. get taken get on the board. Like yeah, like Jose Ramirez and Mookie Betts will get drafted before we're picking unfortunately in this scenario there's only two of us picking (laughs) so it's like at some point one of us has to take a guy we don't want but i mean honestly if mookie bets were to fall that far you know to 12 overall okay i mean I, i mean i would draft him even at that point but this is like what i say with pitchers all the time he's going to be gone already. It doesn't matter where I would draft him. Like it's like irrelevant because I'm only one person. (laughs) I know my, my output seems like I'm more than one person, but I am only one person. And I think Mookie Betts is fine at 12 overall. He won't be there at 12 overall. And I probably, I'm probably similar to you in that I'm, I'm probably going to be out on Mookie Betts. Um, okay. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, so I, I mean, I already gave away the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm between, so there's a, a few guys here. There's a, actually, there's a really decent crop of guys. So we yeah. have, uh, we have, uh, I'm not giving away anything. We have Pete Alonzo, Freddie Freeman, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, maybe Bryce Harper, all in this sort of range. Um, uh, you know what? I, and out of those that I've just said, I I guess I, I'm taking Vlad. I think, you know, Vlad had a little bit of a down season this year and it was still totally a fine year. And if I'm gonna take Jordan Alvarez at the uh eleventh pick, I mean Vlad Grail Jr. at thirteen doesn't seem I mean that doesn't seem too up too uh wacky. I, I I like Vlad too. I think uh I think Vlad still got more in him uh than like we saw this year maybe not as much as we saw you know in 2021 but i i I like vlad i think he's probably a good bet for like you know 30 plus homers 100-ish runs 100-ish rbis 300-ish average oh and you know this year he chucked in some steals too so yeah i'm going vlad jr
0: When it comes to the big game, every second counts, especially if you're missing a moment of the action to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores, compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and then get them delivered in under 60 minutes or scheduled up to two weeks in advance. Talk about a home run or inside the park Grand Slam with a whole lot less work on your part. Drizzly also makes it easy to send the gift of alcohol right to your friends and family for any occasion. Even if that occasion is rubbing it in their face after you beat them in your face. Or maybe you joined too many leagues or were late to date night because you were putting in fab claims. Apologize with a, a nice beverage. Maybe you just want to save some time when you're hosting a party and don't want to make that run to the liquor store. Or even better... Be the hero that every party needs when supplies are getting low and order more drinks. They're open until 2 a.m. So if you're looking to spend more time watching the game, download Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D R I Z L Y dot com today. Yep, yeah, I have no problem with that at all. I feel like it's. I mean, you pretty much named most of the guys. I'll keep a couple of names. Tucked away since you didn't mention them, but I mean no no surprises really in these next few picks. It's just kind of in what order do we want to take them. I'm gonna go with Bryce Harper just because he still does provide the power speed combo when he's when he's out there. So I feel like this is one of your last chances to grab kind of the surefire or more surefire bets, I guess, for power speed here in this in this top twenty five that's left. And and as you mentioned, like this whole back end is kind of Power runs, RBIs, you know, average, solid average to good average, and so there's a lot of those guys left around. So if I'm sitting on the turn, I, I'll take my upside pick with with the power speed potential of, of Bryce Harper staying healthy.
1: Yeah, that's no, that's fair. I think uh, I think out of uh, you know Bryce Harper or Vlad is a a solid like question. I think Bryce Harper over. Freeman and Alonzo, that doesn't, I mean, that sounds fine to me, you know, yeah. like Alonzo, Alonzo's going to hurt you a little bit on average. He's not going to give you steals. He'll give you power. And Freeman's basically the exact opposite. He's like going to give you average. He's not going to give you that much power. He'll give you a little bit on steals, but you can't, you can't rely on Freddie Freeman for steals really. Um, even, even though he stole 13 this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I so, okay, so I'm between those two. I'm going to go Alonzo because I feel like if you're, you know, again, you know, at my yardstick, obviously, it's Yordan. I have a Yordan stick. <laughs> 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 and if you're looking at, like, Yordan versus Alonzo, eh, I mean, similar, minus 20 points on average for uh, Alonzo, I think, and, you know, roughly – uh, either either similar on power or a little bit more for Alonzo because you know his track record. He stays on the field for 100 and you know 55 plus games and hits you know anywhere from he's already had a 53 homer season. I mean Alonzo could Alonzo could challenge 60 homers. Um, he's like he's built like that. Like he just you know everything he hits. It's really uh, you know it's. It's a homer or kind of nothing in a lot of ways, but he hits the ball hard, so he's good. I yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is an area where you're like, if if you're looking at your draft and you're like, okay, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonso, or a guy who's gonna get like some steals and like or a different position, like you know, it's like this is kind of like. Uh, versus like how you want to build your team versus like whether or not you think these guys have to go at this point in the draft. But anyway, with that said, I'm taking Pete Alonso.
0: Yeah, and I I, I do want to echo you know just what you said. It, in this area, you can kind of do no wrong to some extent because you can build however you want after this. So if you're good at finding stolen bases, you know, maybe you can wait on that. If you're good at finding home runs and in and, and RBIs and runs, then you know, you wait on that. It just depends on on what your strong characteristics are as well. Uh I'm gonna go with, You know
1: what? You know what, that the person who said that last year was like, I'm gonna take let's see, uh I'm gonna take a uh who's a steel guy last year that was uh going in this area. Um I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Yeah,
0: I was trying to think of what ADP was, like the turn area. uh, Albies,
1: maybe? Okay, Albies. Okay, so you're like, okay, I'm going to take Albies. (laughs) And then later on, I'm going to get a first baseman like Joey Votto. (laughs) And you're like, oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. So anyway, okay, so pick 16. Go ahead, Don.
0: Yeah, so uh, pick 16. I'm going with Rafael Devers. Uh, Phil third base, I mean, he's got the average, he's power. He had the little blip after the all-star break where he was injured. And then he kind of finished the season strong again. So I'm going with Devers. I think he fits in with all the names that we kind of mentioned. And uh, he's not like ancient, like Freddie Freeman. He's going to be hitting 26. So I'm going to go with Devers here at the, uh, what would be the, I guess, the first pick of the second round in a 15-teamer?
1: Right. Yeah. And or uh or you you've just drafted Bobby Witt Jr. and Rafael Devers on the same team. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you have two third basemen now. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, okay. So, you know, in third base is actually here you have uh Austin Riley and Manny Machado. Um I I also I still see Freeman on my uh my draft list. Um and there's Corbin Burns is there. I mean, let's be honest. Corbin <laughs> Burns is going to be gone already. I, I think he's <laughs> the first pitcher off the board. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to keep this uh, realistic. I'm going to take Corbin Burns because he'll be drafted already. And so this way people can be like, okay, well, you know, Corbin Burns is going to, if Corbin Bo- Burns falls to me, at pick 17, is it okay if I draft him? Sure, but he's not going to fall to you. God, <laughs> someone will draft him before this.
0: Uh, Only but- if you draft with Gray and me in a two-person <laughs> draft.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're in a two-person draft. If you're the third person in a two-person draft, then yeah, maybe you can get Corbin Burns. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'll take Corbin Burns at 17 just to try and keep a little bit of a veil of realism to this draft. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I was waiting because I was like, oh, Gray's not going to take him. So I'll just take, like, Corbin Birds at the very last pick. And, and uh, you know, it'll just make, make me look intelligent when he goes, you know, 24, 25. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. I think Manny Machado is, is the next bat that, that goes here. Uh, just, I mean, he's so consistent. He's been so good. It's it's more just, a, you know, it's a track record. He's going to do what he's going to do. And he's, he's kind of the last of of that group of guys. And maybe Austin Riley has now now put himself firmly in this group too.
1: There is such a wild amount of like, I mean, there's so many bats, like, you know, we haven't even like Lindor's still up there. Uh, there's still Freddie Freeman. Uh, no one's drafted him yet. Uh, there is like, you know, it depends on Mike Trout, like, hello, uh, Ozzie Albies, who you mentioned already. There's Goldschmidt. Uh, there's just a. There's a ton of bats still. Um, Lou Bob, which I don't. I don't think yeah. Lou Bob's really going to be in the in the top twenty five, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, with that said, uh, again, to try and keep a little bit of an air of realism here, I'm going to go with Garrett <laughs> Cole. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Garrett Cole. So you know, as as always. Gray's drafting starting pitching early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you liar,
0: Gray! You, know, you took two pitchers uh, on me.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Anyway, I don't think Eric Cole makes it to this deep in the in any draft. I think it's uh, you know, it's like a situation where it's just because like we're drafting <laughs> two people here who don't draft <laughs> pitching early. So yeah, I think probably I want to say. It's Garrett Cole probably at the turn. At the latest, I, he's not making it to, like, pick, what am I at, 19? He's not making it to 19. Um, but, yeah, so I'll take him just for, <laughs> the, again, the veil of realism. Let's let's go. Go ahead. Well, we'll just we'll
0: pretend it's it's real. Grey. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a name that maybe is a little bit off the board, but we've talked about him so much. It really shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's listening to the podcast because I told you. I was gonna put him up here. I just didn't know exactly where. Well, in this in this draft, this is where he's going. Michael Harris the second uh, comes in at twenty, and therefore I've now paired him with I don't know somebody who's really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I you know what? If Michael Harris, so if you were to go like Pete Alonso or Jordan Alvarez and Michael Harris the second, I would love that. <laughs> I would love it. Michael Harris, actually Michael Harris, second round, huh? <laughs> that's his full name. He left off the round part, but that's what comes after the 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 Roman numeral two. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Michael Harris second too a lot. I think you know what? I wonder if uh, like he is because he was what um he only got like 115 games played this year so he went like he, he didn't quite get to 2020 right? uh, 1920 297 uh, was his end was his end of the year number. So I wonder if like he, he I'd I like to see like if you see in March like if Michael Harris II like has a really good well if the Braves go deep into the World Series uh, or if Michael Harris II has a really good spring, or if people start getting, like, excited about him, I could see him moving up to above even, like, where I took Pete Alonzo because it's, like, Pete Alonzo's whether or not you want power and Michael Harris II is totally a different scenario. Like, he's a 2020 guy. So I think, like, you know, in some ways, Michael Harris II and Pete Alonzo are kind of interchangeable for where they'll be going in drafts. So I could see, like, I could see basically Pete Alonzo going at, like, 13 14 15 overall or I could see Michael Harris II second going maybe even that high so yeah I mean I'll be interested in seeing if he moves up but it's a it's a solid pick I like it I like Michael Harris second <laughs> I'll be honest <laughs> um okay anyway so uh where am I at pick 21 Yes. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take Freddie Freeman. <laughs> I'm just, uh, just think a boring. Um, I've like got the most boringest draft ever, but I'm taking Freddie Freeman. I mean, again, he's not gonna go this late. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I mean, there's so many guys. Like, I don't know who's gonna get dropped out. If I had to guess. I feel like Raphael Devers is going to go later than you drafted him. So like, I, I feel like he's going to get bumped down. I don't know if, uh, you know, I mean, Bobby Witt Jr. Maybe gets bumped down a little bit, not this far though. So I don't know how Freddie Freeman is getting into like the top 15 overall, but I do think he kind of is. I just don't know who to take out really from our draft other than, Rafael Devers, I think, is probably going to go a little bit later than you took him, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just it might be personal preference too. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and for like preparation for this this show, I ranked forty people, just kind of where I think they belong right now. Freddie right. Freeman wasn't among my top forty. Wow, no. really? Uh, I'm perfectly fine not Fred, having Freddie Freeman. We talked about it, you know, briefly. I think maybe last show or the show before that, but he went 21-13 this year. Uh, you know, he hit 325. He obviously had a ton of runs and RBIs, and I don't expect the runs and RBIs to go away. But we've seen it with countless other, you know, power high average bats that that bat slows, the power goes, the average drops, and all you're left with is like. The the runs in RBI and in the Dodgers lineup, if he if all that falls off, they have people who can potentially come up and take his spot too. So I, I'm not overly sold on Freddie Freeman. Well, I will probably first. take my chance. Everyone else,
1: Freddie Freeman becomes the next Cody Bellinger. You heard it here first. <laughs>
0: <The> <laughs> South- Cody Bellinger at least was in South- bases. I mean he he put <laughs> up run, home runs and stolen bases. I, I don't I think that's like. 13 stolen bases from Freddie Freeman is the most he's put up in 12 seasons in the majors. Like, I don't know where that came from.
1: I know I know where he came from. He was trying to run his, his ass back to Atlanta.
0: <laughs> he was like, get me off of the Dodgers, man. I'm running. Oh, L.A., I can't handle it. <laughs>
1: I can't handle the, the, the pressure of people showing up in the third inning. Oh. Um, yeah, no, that's fair on Freeman. Honestly, again, like, I feel like I, I may not be drafting Freddie Freeman next year either, but because there's only two of us, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm like the, uh, the voice of reason here, drafting people that other people (laughs) will draft.
0: (laughs) That's the first time that's ever been said, Gray. Gray Albright, the voice of reason. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's me. (laughs) In my own head. All right. Uh, okay, meanwhile, ahead. I'm going off the board, and uh, but no, I mean I think this person belongs in this whole group too, and that's Austin Riley. I trust Austin Riley, the you know the the brave that's still in Atlanta, uh, to do it more than I trust Freddie Freeman to give me the the home runs and the counting numbers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I I tend to agree. <laughs> and also, like Austin Riley, I don't know if people uh, forget, but I mean. He's honestly not that dissim- dissimilar from Yordan Alvarez either. This is the your the Yordan stick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Austin Riley hit 38 homers and 273. Like outside of a- like average is you know is going to be higher for Yordan, but power is obviously real for Austin Riley. I just think you know. I, I don't know. I would honestly – I would have took Austin Riley instead of Rafael Devers. Not to keep picking on the Devers pick. <laughs> I I, honestly, I, I would have taken Riley over Devers, I think. And then um, I probably uh, – I would probably take Riley – I don't know. Now, Machado is – Machado's also – I mean, he's such a lock for certain numbers. Like, he's such a lock for 30 10 290 so I mean it's just it's sort of like how you want to slice up the pie you know because like Machado and Riley are really close in value it's just whether or not you want 35 plus homers and a little bit lower average and no speed or if you want Machado who's more like you know barely 30 homers but some speed at least some steals and uh some average so yeah I mean it just depends on what you want I guess Uh, In that situation. I'm going to go, you know, so I'm going to go back to fun. (laughs) I heard people listening to this, and they're like, we want more fun from Gray. (laughs) So, you know what? I'm going to listen to those people. I'm going to go Franciscan Lindor for my, uh, what is this, pick 23. Yeah, I think, you know what? I think Lindor, honestly, if I can get Lindor this late, um, I'd be more than happy to take him. I think he's... uh, you know he's only 28 years old, so he's still like he's still in the prime of his career. He's a 25 plus homer guy with 10, maybe 12, 12 to 15 steals, uh, 270 average uh, with neutral luck. That's really good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's necessarily it, it's. It's probably. I mean, I don't know where the upside. I can't. I can't really see the upside of like when he was on the the Guardians and he hit 38 homers. I don't see that anymore from him. But I could see potentially a 30 homer, 15 steal, 280 season. I mean, 270, 270 to 280. I mean, I could see that. So yeah, I and I think he's probably pretty safe. Like you know. Even though last year was, uh, not last year, but 2021 was a really kind of lousy year for him. Even even that year, I mean, he, for that year to happen, his Babbitt had to be so extremely low. Like, he had, uh, you know, he had a lot of bad luck when it came to 2021. So I think neutral, neutral luck-wise, I think last year, 2022, is probably what I would expect from him again in 2023. And that's a solid year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I don't have a problem with the pick. I'm probably not making said pick. I just, I feel like Lindor just, this is kind of like the max of what he has given you is what he gave you this year. The peripherals kind of say the average was a little bit lucky. Um, and I don't know that I believe the power stays in that stadium long-term. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm probably a little more skeptical on Lindor based on what he did this year. I'll probably go earlier than I'm willing to take him uh, just kind of falls into that group of people for me. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, since this is technically my last pick of the draft, I'm going to go super <laughs> high, super high upside here. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, even though he's suspended, he's going to come back suspended. He, he hasn't played what? in like a year and a half. I'm going I'm going Fernando Tatis Jr., Gray. I, I mean, he hurts you so bad this year. I feel like he, he has nothing to do but bounce back. Huge next year, just despite you uh, for having him number one early, early in draft season. Yeah,
1: no, I know. I was uh, honestly in uh, this draft season in 2022 when I got the when I got the third pick and Tatis fell to me. I was so ecstatic. <laughs> so I was so like out of my mind. Oh my god, I was so happy. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, he fell off a motorcycle." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "You know what? He'll be back after a couple weeks. <laughs> Come on. How bad could it be?" And then they were like, "Well, he might be back in August." So I was like, "Well, you know what? Two months is better than no months <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, that's a I mean, that's a fine pick. I think uh I think if you're I mean, if he's totally healthy. And uh, he's going to get what? I think he misses 30 games, I think, is the suspension. So, yeah, I mean, if you get 30, 50, 30 15, 20, or, or if you get like Acuna's year this year, uh, even though I think Tatis has more power. So, yeah, I mean, I could see that being a solid pick. I mean, in pro rated wise, I could see him doing what. I just said Lindor was going to do, but in a, a 130 games versus 160 games, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much my thought process is that I have a number of guys kind of ranked right behind him that are all kind of feel like they're going to do what he's going to do in a prorated season. And then I also get to fill in those first that first month with whoever I'm grabbing from the wire to fill for Tatis' time. Obviously, if you're in a shallow league with no bench spots, Maybe he doesn't go this early, but, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, it was, it was also a, a good topic to discuss is what we, what we might expect from here coming into 23, but you got the last pick here, gray 25 top 25 for 2023. I mean, we obviously have to hold you accountable for everything that you've said <laughs> to this point. If it, if somebody goes down with an injury that, you know, you you were supposed to foresee that obviously. Uh right. but who's who's at 25? I feel like there's a bunch of names right here, I I kind of had a trouble at this spot. I, I was going to take pictures here, but uh who you got?
1: Uh yeah, no there is, there is a ton of names. I mean, there's a uh there's some of the names I mentioned Ray There's Mike Trout, uh there's Ozzy Albies, um then there's pitchers, there's, like, Shane McClanahan, Sandy Alcantara, um, who else? Uh, Brandon Woodruff probably up there, Strider's up there, Dylan Cease, uh, yeah. um, then, uh, some more bats, probably, uh, Goldschmidt's probably gonna go, I mean, someone's gonna take Goldschmidt around here, Um uh, Marcus Simeon maybe, uh. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Mullins, Rosarena, Dallas—all yeah. all probably
1: in this area. I wouldn't be surprised if someone takes J.T. Realmuto, because people love their catchers; they love them. Uh, who am I gonna take? I don't know. You know, all those names—they all sound good. <laughs> I'm gonna take all of them at 25. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just cursed like seven players, Greg. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay, I'm gonna take Mike Trout. Uh, I'll just do that. You know what? Uh, 120 games, uh, 40 homers, 270, uh, maybe two steals. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it at, at pick 25 overall. Why not? Um, so yeah, I have I have the most boring squad. God. What is happening to me? I got old. I'm taking guys like Mike Trout. Oh. <laughs>
0: Are you drafting from the war room of like 2018? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look at that. I, my bad. Can we
1: can we start again? <laughs>
0: oh no but i mean i feel like uh, it's just it, it's customary that mike trout should make a mention on this show you know it'd be, it'd be wrong if, if <laughs> he didn't uh the future hall of famer didn't have a, a discussion about him on the show yeah. i have no problem with it i mean he was in that next group of, of guys that we all named so uh yeah i mean if he happens to play 150 games that'd be amazing i just i just don't expect that ever to happen again yeah that's probably true <laughs> Oh well, there's just no I mean, there's not enough time at d h to get him in enough games anymore because of otani Otani can't doesn't play in the field, so I mean, I just don't see him him getting to that number like I mean even when he was putting up his hundred and fifty hundred and six you know plus games it was it was getting some time in d h even with like Albert and other people there,
1: yeah, um, no, I think so. it, I think also at this point, I mean we're being real with his like back problem that it's probably better for him if he only plays 120 to 125 games, you know? And yeah. you get and you get a good Mike Trout for 120, 125 games. Like I could see him I could see him like, you know, missing time or being like a, a four four games a week guy or something. You know, he's just not he's just not healthy enough to um play hundred and fifty plus games it's just not going to happen
0: yeah but yeah i mean i feel like that's a that's a great spot to end it on i mean we we named a bunch of the guys i think that belong in that that third third round or you know post 25 discussion and it's going to be interesting to see where some of those guys go like there's the the older group of guys and the Goldies, Arenado, Altuve, Simeon, and you already took Trout. Uh, there's the the last of like the power speed guys. Uh Mullins, R- R- Rosarena, Dallas, Albies coming back from injury. Um, you know, Albies probably is a slam dunk pick there if he wasn't injured all season. And honestly with the Braves having Harris, with the Braves having uh Grissom and I don't know if they're bringing Dansby back or not. I would guess no, but Bryce fans also that, love him. Right. You
1: know, I would say, you know what? I would, I would honestly would think they were not going to bring back Dansby because Grisham, I mean, they got him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dansby is the one that gets, like, you know, the, they let go, you know, out of those, out of that core that they have.
0: Yeah. And so... That's my real, my only concern with Albie's is, you know, he's such a platoon hitter that if he starts dropping to, you know, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine in the lineup for half the time, that's that's not going to be quite the numbers we are used to. He's always done a little bit of that, but not like a full time thing. But but with, again, with with more options, they they could potentially look at doing that. Anything else to say about the 2022 or 23 before we get out of here, Gray? Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, I
1: don't think so. Oh, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll be in. Where's winter meetings this year? I'm gonna. uh, Is it in uh, Los Angeles? Because if it is, I'll be there.
0: <laughs> if it's anywhere if it's, else, I won't. If it's in your backyard, you'll you'll <laughs> yeah. be there.
1: If it's yeah. if it's within a one square mile of where I live, I'll be there. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know, because I think they did the the lottery last year, right? So I'm not sure exactly where it is. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it is. Uh, uh, you know, thanks for for hanging with us through the entire season, listening, subscribing, reading, commenting, all of that. Um, you know, if you have any questions, if you're setting keepers, if you just want to talk about baseball, or you know, I'm transitioning. Full-time to football now. I've already been, been heavily football, but training full-time football now. If you have any questions there, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at RazBeatOn. Gray is at RazBall. And uh, we'll talk to you next next year. All right, late.